We are born free. And we will die free. The time in between, though, that's complicated. In that time, governments, institutions, and our egos will limit our ability to find true freedom in this life. These are real stories of real people overcoming the odds, persevering in justice, and unlocking their potential. Welcome to Finding Freedom. Here's your host, John Oderman. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Finding Freedom Rewind, where every Tuesday I take a look back at uh, one of the uh, most popular episodes, um, an episode that you know I really personally enjoyed uh, myself. So this week we are digging all the way back to February 21st of 2020. So th- these, this was right before um, the shit hit the fan for a lot of people and uh, the COVID-19 fiasco was just, uh, you know, it was just a twinkle in our eye at, at the time. So the, this interview was with Klaus Nielsen and it's a story of agorism uh, born of Klaus's need uh, to help his daughter um, and he, he got into making his own uh THC oil to help his daughter who had cancer. And it helped her so much that other people wanted it. And uh, he did everything he could to make it available to them as well. And he paid the price in Denmark. So we will hear from Klaus shortly here as we get into the show. I just want to please ask you, um, if you're listening to this show and you haven't yet given me a five-star review on the Finding Freedom solo feed, please consider doing so. That is a five-star rating and a, uh, a nice, well-written, maybe funny review. Would be very much appreciated and would do more than you know to help this show. What's the other thing you can do to help this show, this growing this growing feed that is, uh, that's a beacon of light out there in the podcast sphere? Please share the show. Share it on your Instagram stories, Facebook stories. Put it out there on Twitter. Um Send it to people. Send it to people who you think would be interested in hearing from stories like this. People overcoming the odds, people challenging authority, and people making their own path for freedom. I really hope you enjoy today's Finding Freedom Rewind. Welcome to episode 216 of Felony Friday. My guest today is Klaus Nielsen. Klaus uh, had his life turned upside down. While he was living in Denmark, uh, really all started when he began to produce his own THC oil in order to help his daughter who was fighting cancer. Um, over time, by word of mouth, people heard about this and demand grew and other people wanted access to his oil. Um, he never charged anyone, but uh, soon after, Klaus was arrested, tried and convicted. And he's here today to share his very important story. Klaus, welcome to Felony Friday. Thank you, John. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming on the show. And uh, we had some minor obstacles coordinating our schedules. You're over in uh, Bulgaria now, correct? Yeah, data. <laughs> and uh, of course, I'm in the U.S., so a little, little time difference, but we made it work. And uh, happy to have you on. Happy to be here. So let's, uh, I guess, first place to start is. So this story happened in in Denmark. You're you're in Bulgaria now. Um, what's What's the reason why, why you moved? Uh, the reason um, we talked about moving for many years. And uh, when I was in jail, uh, my family came and we talked about moving. And 
my big daughters in Denmark uh, said, if, if you want to move uh, to another country, maybe this is a good time to do it. So we talked about it and I said to my wife, if you want to move, it's totally up to you. This decision is 100% yours, but if you want to do it, I'll back you up and I'll make it happen. And then uh, we have been on vacation in uh, Varna in, uh, in Bulgaria mm -hmm. and she liked the city. So she wanted to move down here. So we did. Very good. Very good. And uh, I'm sure uh, partially motivated by, by getting away from uh, everything that happened in, in Denmark. Yeah. There's, there's all the things that, that happened in Denmark. I, do, I don't like the country, honestly. Mm -hmm. I don't like uh, the way the system treats the people and I don't, don't like the the way the the people are getting brainwashed in Denmark and mm -hmm. they're getting told that this is the best system in the whole world and you can't get anything better anywhere else and uh, just example when we told people in Denmark that we are going to move to Bulgaria they the first thing was about well what about the mafia and the next one the next three was uh, what about the roads the schools and the hospitals uh, like they have no roads down here, no hospitals, no yeah. schools, and all are run by the mob down here. People are so brainwashed in Denmark that they they live in this little bubble mm -hmm. and don't know uh, what the world has to offer them. So it's partially because of we didn't like the way our country, were, which direction the country went in, mm -hmm. and. Uh, also because of uh, I have arthritis in my knees and my hips and my shoulders and I have a sore back and when I'm down here I only have pain uh, yeah maybe a month a year in Denmark I maybe uh, have pain 11 months a year mm -hmm. so so that's why we moved to a warmer that's, country than Denmark that's good um, so let's let's just work our way through your story and uh, let's start I mean I think the best place to start is at the at the beginning, so uh, yeah, obviously, what happened is that you started making your own THC oil to uh, to, to help your daughter, yeah. right? Yeah, she so, got uh, diagnosed with cancer in the age of she was just turned seventeen, had a little daughter, uh, and uh, she got cancer, breast cancer, and I have been reading about trying to find some good arguments about why uh, cannabis should be legalized. And uh, and in this period of time, I uh, fell to a guy, Rick Simpson, uh, from Canada, who told about this uh, cannabis oil. And it almost sounds like it could make your arms grow out again if you lost it. Uh, <laughs> he said, okay, I don't need that. I just need to get rid of the cancer. Right. So we decided to, to, to try to buy some of this cannabis oil. And uh, we found somebody in, in Christiania in Denmark who sold it, but it was way too expensive and uh, it was just like water. Uh, so it, it wasn't anything like I saw it on the YouTube. Mm -hmm. So I decided to make it myself and I did. Uh, we bought uh, 80 grams of uh, cannabis and went home and then I made some cannabis oil and she got that. And after cannabis, uh, cannabis oil and uh, chemo, she mm -hmm. got chemo pills also for five months. She got uh, 
what do you call it in English? It's cancer-free. Going I into uh, re remission, I guess we would call yeah. it here. Yeah. After five months, she went to the doctor and she she got can uh, she got told that there was no cancer left. Wow. And she only lost her eyelashes and her nails was uh, ruined. Mm -hmm. But anything else wasn't there, there was no other side effects of this. Hey, we're going to take a real quick commercial break here, and I got a question for you. Actually, two questions. Number one, do you like fresh roasted coffee? Number two, do you hate censorship? If you answered yes to both of those questions, then you should be drinking Run Your Mouth Coffee. Run Your Mouth Coffee is a coffee brand that I co-founded with my friend Ben Panji where we deliver fresh roasted coffee to your doorstep and we are staunch advocates for free speech and we are against censorship. We are against big tech censorship. So please support Run Your Mouth Coffee, support like-minded freedom lovers like myself and Ben and we're going to give you a, a discount for doing it too. It's beautiful, beautiful thing. Go to rymcoffee.com, pick out your favorite type of fresh roasted coffee beans and uh, put in promo code freedom for 10% off. And we're going to give you free shipping and that coffee will be delivered directly to your door. The beans are roasted immediately after your order. So they are shipped to you and delivered to your doorstep at their peak freshness. This coffee is delicious. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Go to rymcoffee.com and use promo code freedom for 10% off and free shipping. And you attribute that um, in part to, to the THC oil. It is, definitely. I have, now I have no doubt uh, whatsoever. And uh, when she got, uh, she got back from the doctor and told me that she was, uh, she was healthy now, I had 20 milliliters of uh, oil. I put them out on, uh, on, the, on the web and uh, people bought it. And after two, three weeks, people was writing me back if they could buy some more because suddenly there was this woman who had the pain in her body, has, has had it for 15 years, I think. So all of a sudden, she was pain-free. And uh, there was this other, other woman who, who had a father who had uh, cancer and went into chemo and didn't eat and didn't talk. And she wrote me back that after she started to give him this oil, he started to eat, and now he has no pain, and now he started to walk again. I don't, I don't know what, what happened to him. But then I thought, I have to do one of two things. Either I have to just stay low uh, beneath the radar uh, and produce this and make some money, or I have to go public. Mm -hmm. And I... It was maybe illegal what I did, or it was illegal what I did, but it wasn't wrong. It's mm -hmm. not wrong to help people who has pain or, no. or who, like that. So, so I decided to, to go public. So I made a Facebook page and I built up a, a website where you could go in and buy. And I sent all this oil with the uh, Post Denmark. This is uh, the Danish post office. Uh, mm -hmm. And... Um, people were buying it and then we were making this documentary actually it's a bit fun because when the journalist he, he came to me and our first meeting i said it could be a bit fun if i got arrested in the middle of everything wouldn't it he said oh yeah but but he he wouldn't like that 
No, yeah. but it would be good TV. <laughs> he he agreed with me. Yeah. And when we started this documentary that he wanted to move to 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 do, uh, it was planned to be about forty three minutes. Mm-hmm. And then I got arrested, and then it got postponed uh, or longed uh, to an hour. Mm-hmm. And um, so all these people who was buying uh, from me, uh, a lot of them uh, told, "We'll be back behind you, and you go for it." And uh, the government is shitty, and what they mm-hmm. do was wrong, and everything. And when I got arrested, there was two hundred people outside the courtroom. Me and my wife got arrested at the same time, and. Um, and that's okay. That was 200 people, but I had 8,000 customers. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 8,000 customers. How, I know. So so. How, just to back up for a minute, to have 8,000 customers, I have no idea how hard it is to make THC oil or the process, oh. but how, what kind of operation did you did you have? Well, I started with a small one. I had a distillation, uh, like, you know, uh, this. Uh, it's called a smart kit. It's a, a small four, four liters. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I made 10 liters at a time and it takes about, uh, I took about, what was it? I think four hours to, to distillate four liters. And I got about 50 or 60 milligrams of oil of that. And, um, then when people uh, was responding and want to buy something more and more and more, and then I had to buy another one. So I had two and suddenly I had four and suddenly I had six times four. Then it was, uh, uh, then it, it was uh, too little again. And a guy contacted me and I built a, a lab, uh, like a professional lab. I'm a building constructor also. So I know how to do this, do this. Um, and then we had this six distillation uh, of uh, four liters, and it was too small again. So I bought a 27 liter, and that turned into two, and to four, and to six. So when I got arrested, I had six 27 liters of distillation. Uh, just what do you call it in English? Distillation is. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Where you distillate normally with, when you like uh, when you're making moonshine, it's just like that. Oh, you're not making moonshine. Like a, Somebody like a, does like a, like a still. I guess a moonshine. Yeah, a still. You would call it a still. Okay. Yeah, it's a still okay. uh, in English. And uh, and then I got arrested, and I just bought three tons of sugar because I wanted mm-hmm. to make my own uh, alcohol to to distillate it. And I had bought two hundred liters of. Uh, Thing I had about twenty two hundred liters uh, of barrels to have this uh, sugar and yeast and water in to make the alcohol, mm-hmm. and the police came. Uh, they came at my my job and they arrested me. Said that this is eleven eighteen minutes past eleven, and you're under arrest. And uh, then they drew home with me and the my co-worker he drew home i have uh, built this lab at his home uh, and making the oil there and paid him to rent uh, this mm-hmm. place and, and for all the electricity i used nothing of that was illegal when when the police defined the lab they they asked uh, where, where do we get the electricity from and and this guy he showed it was from here and they say, but don't you steal it? 
No, he said, we are not criminals. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it, it went from a small production to a big production, and and I tried a lot of things that cost me a lot of money. I tried to make some cannabis uh, cream, as some, mm-hmm. you know, if you got uh, psoriasis or or something, right. and and it'll co- that that. Only that cost me about a hundred thousand Danish kroners to to uh, try to make. I made uh, a chocolate. Uh, mm-hmm. This woman, who was also con- convicted, uh, she made the chocolate beans for me. I, I made some. What do you call it? Lactose. What do you call it in English? Lactose. If you don't the milk, you you can't uh, drink milk. Lactose intolerant. Lactose intolerant yeah. and no sugar mm-hmm. uh, in this in this chocolate oh, and no cannabis oil, and that that alone cost me about a hundred thousand as well. So wow. That's how, I don't know. That's fifteen. And and you weren't uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you weren't charging a lot when you were selling it. You were. Oh yeah, somebody is, somebody has to pay, uh, and uh, most of the people paid. Mm-hmm. But um, I wasn't earning any money on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. When people came to me and told me about the problem and, and asked if they could buy, I said, yes, they can buy. And uh, so they bought the oil from me. But some of these uh, folks who came to me had sick, sick kids and uh, wanted to, to give it to them. Mm-hmm. And I didn't, uh, didn't charge them. They came and, and told me about the problem, and, and I, we talked about this cannabis oil. And when they said they want to buy something for the kids, I told them, I, "Sorry, I can't do that. I cannot take money from you." Mm-hmm. Um, and I had a few, a lot of those actually, and I had a guy also who had uh, MS. Uh, and that's way in the beginning of this. I talked to him and tried to said. Do you, do you want to make an experiment? I'll give you all the oil that you can take and just keep going. And there's no, you don't have to pay for this. And I'll give, give him for, I think it was two or three years. I gave him 10 milliliters every uh, Monday. Uh, so that's about two or three liters of oil he got uh, for free. And it, it didn't make him better, uh, but it stabilized his MS. When I got arrested uh, and came out again for the first time uh, after two two months. Then I talked to family and then, then, then I called him. His name is Jack and um, asked him how, how he went uh, was. And he said, truly, it's just downhill since I didn't get the oil. So it mm-hmm. helps a lot of people. Even th- I, I know, yeah, you don't have any, any evidence of, of this, and, but I don't care. And people don't care. I have met so many people and and I tried it on my own body. I know it helps. When I when I was producing the oil, I took one drop of uh, cannabis oil in the evening, mm-hmm. and then I didn't have any pain at all, all next day. So and then in the evening again, one drop. And, and this was so. This is cannabis oil. Was it? Because uh, now in the U.S., they've now sort of legalized yeah. uh, hemp oil. But uh, you know, it's it has a small if it has small amounts of THC. So yeah. what is it, uh, less than three percent or something like that? Well, that's um, okay. So did it, 
how much THC content was in the well, you were a producer? Did did it vary? Did you have a bunch of different? Uh, no, I had the same producer every time uh, of this cannabis, uh, this mm-hmm. this hemp plant, and it was almost the same. And I had it. Uh, I paid a lab to do a test, and he said about uh, eighty-five to ninety percent THC. Okay. Uh, but uh, I'm not sure that's the correct amount. He said mm-hmm. it was relative. So, but you you guys can get it with three percent over there. And but as long as it's made on the whole flower, you got all the cannabinoids mm-hmm. and all, everything in it. Here in Denmark, they're trying to do it with only CBD or only THC delta nine, uh, and and just took to these two component no, components out and use them. Mm-hmm. But they don't use all the others, and then then you then you lose the entourage. Uh, yeah. So so, yeah. I don't I don't care. But I told myself if I'm getting sick, if I ever get cancer, I'm I don't care about the the government. I'm gonna do it again. But for myself this time, now I did what I should do in Denmark. And that's that's it. Right. So so what were or what are maybe the laws haven't changed? Uh, yeah the laws in Denmark about just ju- drugs in general. I mean, is, was, uh, is cannabis legal in, in any way? Is it totally prohibited or? Uh, it's cannabis is legal for medica- uh, medication, mm-hmm. but the medication that they're producing in Denmark is, uh, it's shitty. You can't use it for anything. I have, uh, a friend in Denmark who's a doctor, uh, She's uh, giving this out. She, she's only uh, working with cannabis, almost 99% of the time is cannabis. And um, the only thing that she can give to people is from, from the pharmacy. And she had a lady, an elderly lady with pains who, who tried this one. It, it, and it costs, I'm just going to six dollars it's about $300 for about 20 milliliters or something like that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she bought this one and she took it and it didn't help her at all. And then she drank the whole bottle and then she called uh, this doctor and t- told her, I drank the whole bottle now. And uh, or yesterday I drank, drank the whole bottle and, and I haven't slept like this for many, many years, but I can't afford 2,000 two Danish kroners or $300 a day for medication. So wh- mm-hmm. what can I do? And she can't do anything. So it's legalized medication, but but not the you can't smoke it, and right. and actually it's, it's stupid. And and there's all this myth that that you guys also have in uh, in uh, in the states with uh, you get psychosis and uh, mm-hmm. uh, if women are smoking it, they're going to have sex with uh, jazz musicians and all the, like uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah you you guy Anslinger are told that right yeah Harry, <laughs> Harry Anslinger yeah. it's it's yours it's yours it's it's your fault yours fault so it, it really it really it really is amazing when you trace it back that one guy yeah. Harry Anslinger could have had such this horrible impact on the on the entire world and it's yeah. still having he's still having the impact and he's, he's been still dead having for it. For how many years? Uh, uh, he died in uh, 1995. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. He w- it was way 
over his tune. He he should have died in 1990. Yeah. Absolute craziness. So let's talk about you know your conviction and. Did you spend time in jail, in prison? Or yeah, I was the only one. We were uh, the prosecutor wanted. I think it was me and another guy in in jail, and the other four on probation. <coughs> I was the only one who got to jail, uh, and my wife and uh, Rasmus, uh, not the one who you know, but another mm-hmm. one. Uh, we went to jail f- for the first time for f- f- 52 days. And uh, then we went to court after a year. And then I got six months uh, to jail. Then we took it to Supreme Court. And then I got six months. So after two and a half years, I got to go to jail for 182 days. Uh, no, yeah, it was uh, minus. So it was 135 days the second time. And what so, was that? What was that experience like? What's what's jail like in Denmark? Well, if you're a criminal, I think it's okay if you're a criminal. Mm-hmm. But I'm not a criminal, and uh, and most of those guys. I've, I think 70, 80% of those guys who are in jail are from the Middle East. Uh, and they are shouting from 7 o'clock in the morning and slamming the doors. And, and it wasn't a good experience for me, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's okay. I'd rather be in jail in Denmark than in Bulgaria or, or USA. So, but I, don't, I didn't like it, not, mm-hmm. not one bit. And I'm not... That's that's also one of the reasons why I stopped. Actually, it was because reason number one, I achieved what I wanted to. I was one of the reasons that uh, that the law was changed in Denmark, and uh, I had helped a lot of people. And the so, second so, reason, so uh, the law was changed to legalize medical marijuana because yeah. of you, in part, really, part, part, partially because of okay. me. Not because of me, but partially because of me, because I was friends or am friends with a lot of politicians in Denmark. And suddenly there was this guy, uh, family dad. I have four children and mm-hmm. and I have a job and I was going out and I had a nice suit on and, uh, and talking about this one. I wasn't one of those guys who normally stand in front of the journalist with a joint in the mouth and shouting that free cannabis, man. Uh, I was just, and I'm not even using it. I'm, I have, I've smoked, uh, I smoked a joint three times in, in my life, and the last time mm-hmm. was 18 years ago. So, and I don't like it. I don't like getting high. Mm-hmm. And and this was a different kind of guy who suddenly stand up for for the rights. And yeah, then when when I came out of uh, of, of prison, it was um, I've done my. Done what I should do. Mm-hmm. I could, I could keep going, keep going. But uh, you have to pick your fights, you know. And mm-hmm. and this this was my fight, and and now it was over, and now I should do something else. I tried to start up with uh, making a legal uh, production, but uh, because I was convicted, I couldn't get the license in Denmark. I don't know if I can get it down here, I, and I don't care. Now I'm a, 
uh, down here. I'm a craftsman in Bulgaria, and I sell uh, houses and apartments. I'm a real estate uh, guy oh, cool. for Dan Danish people. And, um, and I'm trying to make a farm, a hydroponic farm down here with strawberries because uh, we have in the uh, Varna Burgas, this area, this south area, we have mm -hmm. a lot of problem with, uh, with no rain. So we okay. need water. So that's what I'm doing down here now. I'm trying to do, and sometimes it's not enough. So I take, I go back to Denmark and work for two or three months. And uh, when I've been there for two or three months, I've, made enough money to live for, for a year down here. Really? Yeah. It's very cheap oh. down here. Okay. The taxes in Denmark are about 60-70% all in all, and down here it's about 30. Okay. So, and that's and with taxes and everything. It's a low, lower cost of living and, and all that? Yes. <laughs> so do you consider yourself to be a to be an activist? I, I know that no. you know. it sounds like you kind of got pulled into this. Maybe not reluctantly is the right word, but no. kind of sort of just out of uh, obligation. Did you consider yourself to be an activist? No, not at all. And uh, people are telling me that I'm an activist and a freedom fighter and I'm uh, supporting... Yeah, people like to put other people in boxes. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't know what I am, but I'm not a freedom fighter. I'm not an activist. I'm just a guy who, who did what's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like if you see a child running over the street, you have to pull this, this child back. And, uh, and that's what I did. Didn't, I'm not a hero. So, so many people in Denmark consider me so, as a hero, but I'm not. I'm not thinking as, as a hero. I don't know if... And then people are saying, well, that's because you are a hero. <laughs> so, yeah. No, I'm not an activist. Yeah, yeah you're just, just doing what, uh, what needs to be done in I'm that doing moment. doing what, what normal people should be doing. Mm -hmm. this, this shouldn't only be me who did this. Mm -hmm. this I, I can understand people in Denmark, why some of them are saying, yeah, but I can't do this because I have a house and a job and a wife and two cars and a mortgage and everything. So, and I didn't have that, so I could do this. Uh, but that shouldn't keep you back, back from doing the right thing. Even you're losing your house or you're losing, fuck that. It's just yeah. a house. You can live in another, you can live in a cardboard box if, you, if that's the way. No, you can't do that in Denmark because that's not legal. But, <coughs> but um, yeah, that's, it isn't. Believe me, it's homeless is not legal in Denmark. And and I, so so people should do this. People should go out. But all these guys in Denmark are shouting, "We have to fight the system, and we have to do something, and we have to go out on the streets." And and if you're uh, organizing. A demonstration or something like that. People are saying, "Yeah, we are behind you, and we're going to do this." And and all of a sudden, oh, sorry, but it's my aunt's fifty-one's birthday, or it's raining, and I don't have my umbrella. And yeah. they have all these excuses for doing nothing. And uh, it's okay. It's okay. You don't do anything. It's just just admit that you don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Admit that you'd rather stay home or go to your aunt's birthday. Or you don't want to get wet because you're made out of sugar or something like that. Yeah, so. and, and even to take that one step further, because what I hear from a lot of people, 
when you talk about things like you know ending the war on drugs, uh, legalizing cannabis, legalizing whatever drug, and how ending that prohibition, yeah. um, you know, makes things safer. You know, makes it yeah. first of all makes the drug safer, makes people less likely to become addicted. All these different things. Um, but people will say, well, I just don't understand, you know, the ins and outs of, of how that would work or, you know, exactly how that would be implemented. Well, maybe you should learn it. <laughs> maybe yeah. you should read about it and educate yourself. And, educate yourself. Or, or yeah, just say, okay, I, I'm not smart enough to understand that this, but you are. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. bother about this one. It's, it's, it's really amazing the, the different excuses people make in order to justify, continue to allow the government to really repress you um, because yeah. of all these different things you ha- you already have that you don't want to give them up. So this amount of repression is okay because I have all this stuff. Maybe yeah. these other people are being pushed down. Their lives are being ruined, but I can't jeopardize losing my stuff. So I can't speak out. It's, it's really insanity. It's selfness. Yeah. It's, it's this Stockholm syndrome that mm-hmm. people are in love with the government. They, they believe that the government are there for you. And if something's happened to you, the, the government are going to help you. Down here in Bulgaria, we don't, uh, we don't rely on the government, rely on our neighbors and our friends. Um, down here, we have a saying, uh, doesn't matter if you're good friends with your families, but be friends with your neighbors. Oh, wow. Because if something happens to you, it's your neighbor who's coming and cleaning your floor and buying your groceries and, and making your food and sit down and talk to you and tell you all the gossip that, that goes around and drink a cup of coffee with you. That's the neighbors. That's not the, the authority who's coming. So, so down here, we have to be good friends with our neighbors. Hmm. And if, you, if you're an asshole and you don't help your neighbors down here, uh, people are not going to talk to you. Then you, then they're just gonna freeze you out, because right. down here we expect to help our neighbors, well, like the well, Bible say, "Help thy thy the next" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what, what? Why do you think that is? Why is at least the, the, you know your experience in Bulgaria? Why are people, you know, so much more kind to those you know living right next door to them? Um, that they they remember how it was before 1991. They mm-hmm. remember how it was in communism time where they have, uh, they could buy two cars, two di- different cars if they want, a Lada or a Trabant, or and they all, all have to wear the same green uh, rain booth. Uh, they remember how it is down here. And, and they are brought up from that time to help thy neighbor, to help uh, the one next door to you. And there are, I have people down here, Bulgarian people, who are saying, well, we can't afford that this much because we're paying 10% in taxes. And I said, 10%? In Denmark, we pay 40% if you're lucky. And then you have to pay all the other taxes on top, so maybe 60 70% in Denmark. And people are thinking, they're brainwashed. They think, oh, in Denmark, we have free hospitals. In Denmark, we have free roads. Uh, in Denmark, we have free schools, but they paid for this many, many times. Like the roads, the cars in Denmark uh, are paying for the roads three times. They used, uh, this is in Danish, this, uh, they used 10 billion kroners to, uh, to fix the roads in Denmark. Mm-hmm. But all uh, these 
who are buying and, and driving these cars paid 40 billion, three times, four times as much as uh, the mm-hmm. government used. But people are thinking, well, we have free hospitals, we have free schools, we have free roads, no, nothing you get. There's no such things as, as a free lunch. And, and I don't care. It's okay if people want, want that. They just have to say it. it all, all the other stuff is making me uh, going to puke all over the place. And here I, I had a break from Facebook for about six months because I was getting really, really annoyed and really, really depressed of reading all the stuff from Denmark. <laughs> So I had a, there's a a feature on Facebook that you can and I I use it all the time. If someone's annoying you, you don't even have to unfriend them mm-hmm. or unfollow them. You can just click to snooze them for like a month or two months. Then you don't see any of their stuff for like two months, and then like time will pass by and they'll pop back up and they'll annoy you again. But oh, that's right. I need to, okay, that's why. I okay, <laughs> that's why I snoozed it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Maybe I should try that. Yeah. Yeah, but after six months of of, uh, of not being on Facebook, I was a much happier man, and I wasn't thinking uh, as much uh, of Denmark, and I was thinking, why do I keep going into these discussions with, with the people from Denmark? I don't mm-hmm. live there anymore. I can't give a, I'm, I give a shit about Denmark anymore. I don't live there. I live down here. Actually, I hope that Denmark is um, going bankrupt because I have two uh, daughters in Denmark now. And if Denmark is going bankrupt, maybe they'll move down to me. So mm-hmm. they'll come home to daddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't know why people are uh, like that. They don't think, I think that's the problem. And they keep yeah. voting for the same people over and over again and keep complaining of everything, I, I really, really don't understand them. Yeah, well, there's, I mean, at least in the U.S. and it's probably Denmark too, probably you know most of Europe, is that there's this uh, magic around the word democracy. You know, oh, it's yeah. democracy, so it's, it's the, everything that comes out of it is going to be just yeah fairies and unicorns, and it's, it's <laughs> going to be the best. The, the best decisions are made. Yeah. What, what, why? What's so magical about the majority of people deciding to do one thing, and then yeah. that's what happens? It doesn't make any sense. We have we have this guy in Denmark. He wanted to implement uh, in the in the law that we cannot mm-hmm. vote to go out uh, of EU in the future. Why? In it. Why should we have this law? Mm-hmm. Because in. From from now and from now, and till the day the the human being isn't on Earth anymore, we shouldn't be able to vote on uh, leaving EU, and that's not democracy. I don't know why people are loving this democracy. I I I'm, I can understand. <laughs> I understand why. We have to have some rules, and I understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, you, you invite, uh, had an interview with, with uh, Lars Anderson. That's mm-hmm. all, uh, and he was one of the reason why I started all this. Also, and um, I'm thinking how I'm thinking. Uh, people in Denmark, when they are uh, when they're going out, they are 
truly believers that the system is the best way uh, to to do anything until they try it, until they have to have help from the government. Mm-hmm. I have so many nurses who who came to me when I produced uh, cannabis oil. They went uh, when they got sick. And, and went to the hospitals, they were amazed about the way they were treated, and they, they are part of the system. Um, I, 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 I don't know why people think as, as they do. I don't know why they believe, sorry, that they believe that democracy is the best way to, to, to do anything. Why? Yeah, well, it's, I, I guess it's it's what they were taught in their uh, in their free public schools growing up, mm-hmm. at least in the U.S. and I'm sure in Denmark. Um, and people have a hard time imagining imagining something different. You know, yeah. how, how would things work? Well, it just like, we, we were You're talking right. about roads earlier, bringing up free roads, and that's like a that's sort of like as libertarians in the U.S. We always that's like our joke argument because like the first thing whenever you talk about all right we need to get rid of the federal government well who would build the roads who would yeah. build the roads if we got rid of the well the same people who build them now <laughs> would mm-hmm. just just be funded differently we'll figure out a different way to fund them yeah it's not it's not that complicated actually you uh, can see about the roads down here the public roads down here they're fine actually they're better than fine they're better than Denmark mm-hmm. but. If you go up the hills and private roads, they are shitty. But but they don't have any money down here, and people are saying why why don't they build the roads? And that's because they rather have uh, a place to live and food mm-hmm. on the table. That's more important than have a nice road. Yeah. But in Denmark, it's because you don't pay yourself. All the rich guy are paying in Denmark, and all the taxes from uh, from uh, from to the government is coming from all the rich guys. Then, then there's people like me, but I'm I'm more expensive than, than than a profit for the for the government. So I'm glad there's a, a rich people so paid paid me in Denmark. But down here, that's funny. I've the last twenty years I've tried to be on my own. Don't take anything from the government if if you don't have to. Uh, I use the roads. I have to reuse the roads. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the last 20 years, I tried to, to make it on my own. And I wasn't really thinking about it until I came down here. Because down here, I'm all alone. There's only me to make this money. And if, we don't, if I don't earn any money, then we will be out on the street next month. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and that's a bit scary. And I understand why people are scared about this one. I've always... I, when I talked to my wife, she said, yeah, but, but in Denmark, we have some, some kind of security. I said, what kind of security do we have in Denmark that we don't have, have down here? Well, yeah, we have maybe a place to live. Yeah, if I pay the rent, we have. If I don't pay the rent, we don't have anywhere to live. No, mm-hmm. no, but, but then we have the hospitals. Yeah. Actually, she just, she just went to the hospital and, and uh, got her knee, knee fixed down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it took from when she went to the doctor till she get, got out of the hospital. It took one and a half month. In Denmark, that will take six, nine months. Really? Yeah. Wow. You'll you'll be dead before you come out, get out, out of the hospitals. So uh, it's it's a process if you wanted to change people's way of thinking. And I know 
a lot of people are trying to do that in Denmark, but it's lost. It's mm-hmm. you have to pick your fight, and and I I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fight that fight in Denmark anymore. And I tried that. I done st- uh, I done things in Denmark, and now I have to think about me and my family and my retirement. I'm f- what fifty next year. Fifty next year. Yeah, <laughs> you look like you're thirty years old. Jeez. Ah, I love you, <laughs> Louisa. I have a new husband. <laughs> Thank well, you. You said you said at the uh, the pre-show chat that you were a grandfather. Like yeah. the heck did did I hear that right? <laughs> yeah, I am. My daughter, when she was sixteen, the oldest one, when she was sixteen, she got a a daughter. Okay. And uh, there was a bit discussions, uh, but she wanted to have this kid. And to support her, that's why I'm calling myself Mother. It's a nickname for grandfather. Okay. And that was kind of way to to support her. And then all of a sudden, I had to find a name for this cannabis company. And then I just called it Mother. So that's why it's called Mother when I sold all these cannabis. Yeah. So, but but thank you for the compliment. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I don't feel 30. I, I feel 50. <laughs> um, so before I let you go, you did mention there were a couple documentaries made yeah, at least, three, at least one, three, three, where can people find those? What's the best way? Uh, to- the best way is to go into a www.dr2, I think it's called and find it. It's called, uh, Canemies. Cannabis Menten from Holbeck. It's if you have to translate it, it's the Cannabis Man from Holbeck, and that's that's not what uh, what I wanted to call it. All the journalists wanted to call it, but that's mm-hmm. what what uh, uh, the, this public wanted to call. And it's it. there's there's not a version with uh, with English subtitles, is there? No, or? no, I'm sorry. No, I don't think I don't think so. I have, haven't seen it for a long time. It's and it's what been three years ago since the last one was made or something like yeah, that. That might not be hard to uh, to translate that now with the technology they have. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, they have uh, this all this t- technology. It's it's possible to to translate mm-hmm. it. And people are still actually here three years after. People are still writing me if they can buy cannabis oil from me. And they, what was it? This morning or, or last night, and I think it was this morning, uh, this woman wrote me and said, "I just see you. Uh, I just saw your uh, documentary. I will, whoa, you're a big guy. Thank you for everything you did." And I, and I just, I'm just, what should I say? Thank you. That's mm-hmm. that's what I can do. So that's from awesome. from now on, I'm I'm have nothing to do with cannabis expect, uh, except if, if uh, I'm getting sick or my family's getting sick. Right. So uh, just want to give you an opportunity. I don't know if there's anything you want to plug or any parting words you want to, you want to give before I, before I let you go. Nah, maybe if people from Denmark are listening to this and they are, because I'm going to throw it on my, my Facebook and uh, don't expect other people to do something do it yourself and and if you can't do it then then help the ones that can mm-hmm. if you're too sick then uh, to go to a demonstration then send somebody from your family just to show up do something if you want to make <laughs> yeah like michael jackson <laughs> if you want to make the world a better place take a look at yourself and then start and start with the man in the mirror there you go 
Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Klaus. Really do appreciate it. I thank you for for, for having me. Okay, well, that is a wrap for the Finding Freedom Rewind. I hope you enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to it again. Please get out there, share it with your network. Please subscribe, if you haven't, to the Finding Freedom show. And please leave us a five-star rating and, and a nice review and some feedback as well. As always, appreciated letting me know uh, either what episodes you'd like to hear in the future or which episodes you'd like to hear featured from the past on the Finding Freedom Rewind. And in the meantime, other ways you can support myself and the Lions of Liberty, of course, is by going to rymcoffee.com, run your mouth coffee, buying a bag of coffee, and entering code FREEDOM for 10% off. You can also support us directly by joining the Lions of Liberty Pride. You can go to patreon.com slash Liberty. You can go to lionsofliberty.locals.com and check out all the offerings there and pick out a level to support us, get all the crazy bonus content we do and discounts on our merchandise and a bunch of other stuff. So check it all out. And with that, guys... I want to thank you once again. Always remember to keep your head up and the fires of liberty burning. <laughs>